Welcome to Truth Unbound. I'm Walter Swaim. I'm so glad you're with me. Now, here's today's question. Why are fewer people believing in God? Now, the reason I asked this and made it the topic of today's uh, podcast is that a recent article came out from Fox News about a new Gallup poll that just came out showing that uh, the Americans' faith in God is at a historic low. In fact, it said 81% believed in God, but the other side of that is that's a six-point drop since the same question was proposed in 2017 and also the lowest rate Gallup has ever recorded. To add to this, the survey reveals that the crucial age category of those 18 to 29 years of age have a decline of 10% more in those who do not believe in God. How can this be? Well, they asked four different Christian leaders, Catholic and Christian, why they think this is so, and we'll add to that in just a little bit. But let's get to this question now. Welcome to Truth Unbound, and I'm interrupting just to let you know that God keeps adding to our subscribers a number of downloads and views and listens, which to me is a sign in this massive sea of millions or tens of hundreds of thousands of podcasts, I don't know how many are out there, many are choosing to listen to Truth Unbound, and, and we're beyond grateful that you do. So to continue to get the truth of God's Word out and to expand that audience, would you click like and follow us and subscribe and also share this podcast everywhere you can and everyone you can? Well, let's get back to the big question, question of today. So why is it that so many in America, do not believe in God, now more than ever. Well, one of the reasons was presented by Bart, Bar, Par, Bart Barber, pastor of First Baptist Church of Farmersville in rural, rural East Texas, and now the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. He told Fox News Digital that more and more people in the United, United States have, and I quote, not only no connection to a faith congregation, but also really no time in life to stop and contemplate anything spiritual. End of quote. This is true. I believe it is. And, and Barber states that a lot of people just keep so very busy that they don't set aside the time to contemplate the bigger questions of life and the God questions. Now, these religious leaders also spoke of traditions not being passed down to the children by parents. One of them, Catholic Bishop Robert Barron, who said that churches have lost multiple generations of parishioners by not nurturing young people in the faith, end of quote. Well, Pastor Barber also said that COVID further brought this decline in belief in God. He said, COVID, when you throw that in, people are even more isolated and people are also removed from church. He continues, COVID accelerated these things that were already trends before that, end of quote. Now, Barron echoed this by saying that people uh, being prevented from actually physically going to church to experience all that uh, as going to church and worshiping and learning and having those relationships, as all of that fades away because they can't or don't want to anymore as a result of that, then the convictions are also going to fade away. I agree. They also mentioned that trying to make the faith too user-friendly for so many years, dumbing down the faith, causes people to actually drift from the faith or not be interested in it at all. They're not drawn to being close, they're not drawn closer into the faith. I think these guys nailed it. 
The scriptures tell us how Israel, at one point in their early history, eventually had a fading and falling away from God due to the lack of passing a vibrant faith down to uh, from or from one generation to another to where it is uh, a first-hand faith for each one, not just leaning on what their parents experienced or believed, but having their own faith. They, they, they didn't pass it on like that. In Joshua chapter 2, verses 7 and 10, it says, So the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. When that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. Now this, this repeated itself again and again throughout Israel's history, but also throughout church history. And then there were those God-brought moments of revival among his people, which resulted in many coming back to Christ in a more vibrant faith, and many more coming to Christ. And Many times we only saw that happen, only to see it drift once again. Now, I would add that it isn't just the failed user-friendly or seeker approach that the churches have tried to use for so long to attract people, but once many are in the church, the doctrinal failure of being taught while they're in the church has caused a great many to just leave and fall away. One of those doctrinally weak teachings, I'll give a few examples here. One of them, is, I believe, is Old Earth Creationism. It's the belief that God used evolutionary processes in millions of years to create everything. Now, it sounds good and scientific and so convincing and persuasive, but in reality, it teaches that death existed before sin came into the world, which means there's no need for a savior, <laughs> and the gospel's unnecessary. It's like saying, hey, you need to believe in God of the Bible, the God of the Bible, but you don't have to believe all the Bible. Why would someone fall away from that? That's so unconvincing and so lack of distinction. I've also seen the damaging effects of hyper-Calvinism, causing people to wonder, well, if God possibly chose me to, to unbelief in him, not believing in him, then why do any of this at all? Another teaching is uh, that of, not, of there not being a literal hell uh, or lasting eternal judgment and torment in a hell for unbelievers, and they just burn up like chaff and cease to exist. That has also caused damage. One other is the lack of belief in the true inspiration by God in the writing of the scriptures of the Bible, saying it has mistakes in it. And I think probably one of the most powerful false doctrines that turn people away uh, from him and from Christianity has been the integration of critical race theory and intersectionality into the doctrine of the church, and specifically the gospel, declaring that social justice is why Jesus came and died and rose again. This is patently false. Now it is a result and a product of the gospel that we love all people equally like Jesus did, but it is not the reason he came to save us. He came to save us from all of our sin and to bring us back to himself when we repent of sin and believe in him by faith alone. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, here's a short, brief summary of what we can do. Number one, teach the true fundamental doctrines of the faith and of the only true gospel of Jesus Christ, and to do so unapologetically. Paul said in Galatians chapter 1, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. 
But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. I think next it's also that we should protect the truth of God from those who would try to change it or add to it or take away from it. Just like we saw Paul say what we should do in that other point just before this one. It's, he, we need to reject those who do these things entirely. In Jude, chapter, in Jude, verse 3, he said, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. And thirdly, I think parents and those adults in the church should teach the truth of God and live it out before your children and the children and teens in your church. Primarily, it's the parents' responsibility, but the church needs to do this as well. Cultivate in them to know and believe in Jesus and to experience him for themselves. God showed Israel how they needed to do this, and he instructed them in Deuteronomy chapter 11, beginning in verse 19, saying, you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. God also spoke in the New Testament prophecies of there being a future falling away one day. In fact, Jesus said even some of the very elect or the most faithful and strong believers will be deceived and leave the faith entirely in the last days. Let's not be one of those. Let's stay awake, believer, and defend the faith and protect the gospel and God's truth and pass it on to the next generation faithfully. Well, thanks again for being a part of this worldwide group of followers of Truth Unbound podcast and ministries. We would just be spinning in circles without your engagement and sharing of, your po- of this podcast. So don't forget to click like, subscribe, follow, and again, share this podcast with everyone. And always we say this, follow Jesus, because when you do, you'll always follow the truth.